Hey you, I'm excited you're here. Welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I'm Caitlin, aka Katie. Designer, business owner, go-getter, and most important, human just like you. I created this podcast to provide tools and support to those of you struggling to cope with a mental illness or work through a traumatic experience. Weekly, I'll share a personal story of mine, how it affected me, resources that helped me out of that dark place, and I'll end each episode with an empowering reminder. What I want for you to know is if I can make it through really tough shit and still find ways to thrive, so can you. Let's get this started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Triumph After Trauma. I'm excited to be here, of course, always far more excited to have you here with me, friends. I recently did a poll on my Instagram account asking what you'd like to see next in this podcast, and a lot of people actually voted that they'd like to see a two-parter where I talk about something deep. And as soon as I got a few of those requests, a very specific topic popped into my mind. I'm going to do a special two-parter with the first telling the story of where I was at and what life was like for me when I was at my absolute worst. I'm then going to do a second part to this and in that second and final part of this two-parter podcast episode, I will tell the story in detail about what it really took for me to get my health back to essentially save my own life and be where and who I am right now. And so I can't overthink this. I can't get too emotional about it. I am just going to dive right in. So here we are, part one of my first ever two-parter episode. I have struggled with mental health my entire life. From a young age, I could tell that the way my brain worked, the way I functioned, the things I believed in, the outlooks I had was completely different than a lot of people. Say in my classroom, in the after-school programs I was in, just I was very different from a lot of people that I knew. And while now I know that what that is is different, when I noticed those differences as a kid, I thought, wow, something is really wrong with me. I am... I'm a whole mess. What what even is this personality of mine? Why do I act the ways I do? I didn't understand, obviously, at the time that what it was was anxiety and that through the years I would develop depression too. I just thought, wow, I am young and I overthink. I worry about everything. There is something wrong with me. That is honestly what I thought. I just thought I was wrong. I was fucked up. Something wasn't right. When you don't know that what you are is simply different and you think what's making you different makes you wrong, bad, etc. It can set off a whole other slew of issues. As I got older, I also ended up having issues with my body image, esteem, confidence, different things like that. Not only was there all of that, I am someone who started losing family at a young age and 
by the time I was 15, I had lost my grandfather. And that is, if I'm quite honest, what really set off some of the worst of my depression and anxiety. I had gotten to a point where I really just didn't care about myself. Didn't care about my life, didn't care about my health, so I didn't try. I ate all the crap foods. There was actually a point I was so bad with nutrition that unless it was basically fast food or like a quick frozen meal, I wasn't doing it. I didn't deserve that kind of care and time and I didn't have that time to put into myself. So the effort into my nutrition once was literally non-existent. When I was deepest in my anxiety and depression, something as simple as a healthy morning routine, movement every day that felt good for me, those little things actually would have made such a big difference. It wasn't even something I thought to consider. I was so deep in my anxiety and in my depression that I couldn't even think of, hey, let's try going for a walk. Let's try reading this self-help book. I just, I was not in a place where I was capable of that, if I'm honest. When I was in the worst of it, I was underweight. I was self-harming and self-sabotaging. I have lots of scars to prove it. That tells stories themselves, essentially. And if I'm honest, I unintentionally put other people at risk, not just myself. What I was trying to do was harm myself. But when you're not taking care of yourself and you have people in your life who love you and are looking out for you, it hurts them to see you hurt. It hurts them to see you purposely hurt yourself. And so I essentially hurt not just myself, but a whole slew of people. And I think when I look back on that time in my life, that is probably what hurts me the most. I don't care that I hurt myself, if I'm honest, because I got out of it. So I don't look back on that and feel a whole bunch of what was me type feelings or anything like that. But I do feel bad that I hurt people who love me because at that time, just hurting myself, just not being there for myself was my intention. I was at my worst for a long time. The downhill slide and the long battle all began when I lost my grandfather. And I would love to say that by the time I was getting ready to start my 20s, I had figured things out, figured myself out, started to get the help I needed, and was on track to get myself back. However, 20 is actually the age where I met an ex I ended up being with for six years. And most of that six years was not good. There were certain things that I was going through. There were certain ways he was manipulating and treating me, but those ways and what was really going on, what he really is, I didn't actually know. I didn't actually see fully until after the breakup and I truly started doing the work to heal from that time of my life. 
I would honestly say that I was at this worst, that I really severely struggled from the time my grandfather passed away at 15 until I was 24 or 25 when I finally, after six years, had the courage to, regardless of what happened for leaving, to actually leave that abusive, narcissistic ex. So let me just give a quick summary in case any of what I'm saying is just a lot for people. So between the ages of 15 and 25, I was with that abusive ex who manipulated the shit out of me. But like I said, I didn't see that that's what that was at the time. When we first got into our relationship, I was obviously not in a good place and I was severely struggling with anxiety, depression, body issues, all of that. And so when the tables kind of turned, I thought it was just him going through a rough patch. I didn't see it as manipulation or abuse because I actually, up until meeting this person and being involved with them, had never in interactions, never in any sort of relationship, whether family, school, anything like that, dealt with someone who was narcissistic. So I didn't know that that's what those signs actually were. So on top of the already by then self-abuse, self-harming, self-sabotaging, that was just all exacerbated and the eating right was a struggle right up until I left this ex because he just didn't really care about taking care of me the way genuine, kind guys usually would. And so I just went from bad to worse. And through those 10 years, I, I can't even tell you how much I hurt myself from actually cutting myself and other forms of self-harm to just not taking care of my body and fueling it properly, which is in itself probably a form of self-abuse. Um, the way I let my ex treat me obviously had a lot to do with between 20 and 25, how quickly things just got worse and worse and worse. My mental state obviously being what it was before the relationship and then getting into such a bad relationship, which didn't actually start bad. It just got bad quick. But obviously going from bad mentally to being in a relationship like that, your mental health falters even more. And when I finally left this person at 25, I had to really sit with myself and look at what those past 10 years had been like, not just the past six that this person and I had been together, but right back to when the depression and anxiety really started to take over me. I had to take a long, hard look at myself, at what those years were like, what I allowed to happen to myself, and what I had done 
no matter where I go in life and no matter how much healthier I may get through my life, those 10 years will probably always be some of the most vivid years of my life. I will never be able to forget the feeling of post-yelling, screaming fights with my ex, spending nights alone in a different room of his place. I will never forget all the times that I slipped my wrists and then just kind of watched myself bleed until my body decided to stop. I will never forget what it felt like to hate myself so much that I couldn't bring myself to take proper care of myself. And I'll never forget in 2014 being diagnosed and then having someone tell me that they will refer me to different psychologists and therapists to get me help, who then never did. I will never forget the people who said that they would help me and then never did and left me to fucking fight for myself, by myself. But here's the thing. People probably left me to fail. People probably just didn't help me because they didn't know how to. And so they figured just not helping was easiest. I could have let that end me. I could have let how mad I was about that, how hurt I was by that, I could have let that end me. And I didn't. I was less than 70 pounds, I was covered in scars, I couldn't take care of myself. And yet I found a way to. And so I will always be proud to tell this story because of the ending that it has. If you want to know how I went from this bad of a condition to where I am now, tune in next week for part two to this story. And before I go, I would just like you all to remember something. The only way to absolutely guarantee that you will not get to the other side of what you're going through, that you will not get your health back, that you will not get your life back, is to give up on yourself. So while I still have part two of this story to tell, I hope being here, I hope me being well enough, healthy enough to tell even this part of the story can serve as a reminder to you all listening. Do not ever give up on yourself because giving up on yourself is the only way to guarantee that you'll never become who you want to be, that you'll never get to the other side of a hard, scary season, and that you'll never find yourself again. So whatever you do, however messy you show up, however hard things may be, please, please, please do not give up on yourself. You do not deserve that. You all already know this. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'm so glad that we're connected and are on this journey together. I cannot wait to share part two with you so that you all 
can see just how possible it is to go from the absolute bottom, your absolute worst, to your absolute best. But that will be a story for the next episode. Until then, I love you. Every single one of you. And I cannot wait to be back here with you next week. so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, tell someone about it who needs to hear this message or share it on social media and tag me at this is Katie, K-A-I-T-E-Y, so we can connect. Life is a wild journey, but we're on it together, and I'm so glad. You're never truly alone. I appreciate you, I love you, and I will talk to you soon.